Hello, I'm Livy, and welcome to my very first podcast with Livy. Each week, I sit down with my incredible guests to find out about their journey of growing their personal brands online, exploring their human design, some of the challenges and standout moments that define who they've become today. I've honestly loved sitting down with each guest and have learned so much. I leave each episode just feeling full of ideas, inspiration, and motivation. I really hope you enjoy listening to this first series. Here's a snippet of what's to come. Don't get carried away with perfectionism because that's going to control your creative process and it's going to like impact how much impact you can have. For me, it's really supporting women to see themselves, like really see themselves and really allow that you know, truth and expression to come through because that impacts you know, who we are in our business. There's a power in, I think, keeping things niche. Something that might seem really niche, especially in today's world, like that has the power often to cut through the noise. You know, if you can nurture a small community of people, you can make a very successful business. The number one is like you, like the real you. And the more like unfiltered and expressive and maybe even polarizing you are, like the better, because uh, you're not for everyone and you don't want to be, trust me. Having and running a business and a brand is the most powerful personal development program you could ever put yourself on because it shines the light on all your shadows. It was literally like alchemy. I was able to transform my shame into healing, into vulnerability, into sales. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week I speak with Emma Barfield. She's a leadership and energetics coach. Emma mentors creatives and visionaries who want to create and lead their lives human, heart and frequency first. She's a 5-1 manifester who started out as a yoga teacher and ended up teaching human design and gene keys in the body of her work now. She really, really leads from the heart. We had such a powerful conversation about human design and gene keys. We talked a lot about what goes on in the coaching industry. We spoke about raising your frequency and discovering what your brand message is and how to share it with your community. If you love human design and the gene keys, I think you're going to love this episode. So Emma, welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you for being here with me. Oh, thank you so much, Libby. I've been so excited as well to yeah dive into this. I wonder where we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, me too. We've just have been kind of riffing before we've even got on here and press record. So um, yeah, I'm yeah excited to to speak to you and I'm really grateful for you being here. So um, do you want to just introduce yourself um, to the listeners and let us know who you are um, and you want your, your human design um, details and um, we'll take it from there. Oh, thank you, Libby. So nice to be here. So I was just sharing. So yeah, I'm Emma, I human design language, a 5-1 emotional manifester. Um, and it's the, always the classic question, isn't it? I'm like, what am I? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, I, I really, at the moment, I'm holding a lot of um, space. I guess I'm a coach. We can just say coach, mentor to uh, human beings that want to come into deeper union with themselves, the truth of who they are. Um, and I really love supporting that creative process, that unleashing of truth, of unleashing of the truth of their expression, all of the things. And as you know, love using the template of human design and the jinkies and all of the things to really dive into the energetics and the mechanics um, and also mindset, behavioral change and, you know, life itself, all of the things. So 
That's why I've gone for full spectrum mastery. I love that. I love that. Yeah, just like the whole piece encompassing all of who we are and what we move through. Yes. And I feel like you are such a leader in that space um, of like, yeah, when I think of kind of like inner leadership and um, yeah, truly becoming oneself. I'm like, Emma, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about like how it all started? So I know I feel like I know that um, yoga was a big piece of your work, right? Yeah. Do you want to like um, give us a little bit about your story? Yeah, I love that. And it's weird, actually, because the actual journey of, you know, going into, you know, working within a business or starting to express this stuff did come through me um, training to be a yoga teacher. And that's where the work started. But I'd always been exposed to this, quote unquote, this world, you know, of like healing and alternative conversations, you know, and actually that was really my journey growing up with my mum, you know, I used to help her out on retreats, which were, you know, beautiful healing retreats. And I'd go in and I'd do the juicing and was around quite a lot of that transformation. And I think it always, my path was always guiding me to where I am now. And yoga was the thing for me that started it off really. And actually, you know, sometimes you go to those yoga studios or the yoga classes or trainings and people might just be there just to be in it for themselves. But I was literally like, I'm teaching what do I need to do? Da, 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 da. Get me into that. I'm teaching immediately. As soon as I do the thing, I know this is what I'm destined for. And that was really where it started. But as I feel like this tends to be the trajectory of a lot of coach friends that I have, and maybe you've seen it, where it starts with yoga. And of course, because it's, I mean, even with yoga, the specifics with that are really, we're not, it's, we're never really designed to create a whole class for like so many people, you know, the, the truth of you know, yoga, you, it really is best to do a one-on-one. -on -one. And so that was always when my work started to go. And then it kind of got really intrigued behind the mind and what was actually happening there. What was destabilizing someone in their practice, you know, because even, you know, yoga, that's what it's about. It's the study of the mind really and stabilizing the mind through the body. And so that really kickstarted all of this, this deeper journey into wanting to study the mind and get into behavioral change and all of the language though that I was using I found in human design right there was a lot of stuff that I was like oh okay I'm using this and saying this that and the other and then suddenly I found HD it was like oh right someone's already downloaded and channeled all of this stuff <laughs> like I've, I've been super original and here we are we've got a whole body of work by so yeah, in a nutshell, that's really where it came from, got to where it is now. Amazing. And so um, you evolved from kind of yoga teaching into more of the kind of online coaching space. And you met, like talk to me about how, like when you met human design and when you realized that you wanted to, you know, read and study the system and, and teach it. Yeah. You know, it was on a yoga training and someone was like, we were doing a lot of, um, you know, when you're doing like the, you put your birthday together and you can get like your number, like your Dharma number, like of what, whatever. And that was cool. I remember that being like really cool. It's like, I'm number three. That makes so much sense. All of the things. And somebody on that course was like, oh, but have you heard of human design? And I was like, no. And I thought again, at that point, it was like some sort of personality thing, you know, like I was like, okay, cool. We'll do the thing. But it landed with me and I was like, oh, Cool, intrigued you know so I went away did the thing where we go online and we like google every single thing and I was like 
this makes a lot of sense actually I kind of like this and I was starting to get the language with it and that's when really I just started deep diving and this was about seven years ago and ever since then it just kind of kept evolving and then I bought all the books all the normal books that we do and then we asked like I'm going to just read for every single person and I actually used to sit with my clients and be like look I know that you might not want this but I need to just go through human design with you do you mind and I was reading from the Chayton Parker book to them just morphed into actually start sharing this you know like actually start reading actually start studying deeper and yeah that's what I did so in a whirlwind few years actually because I feel like just as I was starting to share this is when I was seeing a lot more beautiful people like come onto the scene with human design and it's just blown up the last two years I've noticed right wow yeah yeah I think it's particularly like after the pandemic I'd say maybe I think that yeah I do feel as though there probably was a lot of people who were into it before and then it just seems to yeah exactly just sort of like really snowballed in a way um which is so good because you just go I was at a friend's party or like a dinner party the other night and um yeah we were chatting um and I sort of said oh I need to need to go home like it takes me a while to wind down after these sorts of things and one of the girls who sat next to me was like oh do you know your human design <laughs> and we hadn't spoken about like what we do at that point um and I was like yeah I do <laughs> yeah um and it was just it, I kind of afterwards I was thinking about it and I was like wow we're at the point you know now where this is just like conversational like do you know your human design almost it's got to the same point as like probably not almost but you know with astrology you know your sun sign maybe or like you know your yeah what well, more people even now know their moon and their rising kind of thing and it's just like we're in conversation now where we're like do you know your human design type which I think is so amazing like so amazing um and yeah definitely popped up so much more over the last kind of like couple of years which is great I think it's great to have um readers and um, people sharing this knowledge um one thing I do think that happens though is that sometimes it feels like unless you're learning I don't know if you've sort of seen this as well like from source material or sharing source material um sometimes the I guess the teachings can be diluted yes yeah should we like talk about that a little bit because I think that is something that you know you can you can get trained I think as a reader overnight pretty much now you know you can download a course and um within a couple of days and there's no regulation you know there's no one who is um looking over this body of analysts of teachers and regulating what they're doing much like the coaching industry as well I think this is it and I think that's uh, certainly something that I see where it's like I mean even for a matter of like courses that might be a few weeks long you know or it's like oh do a four-week training and it's like four sessions and you can read human design and I'm like of course there's going to be a beauty to that and I'm not knocking any of those courses because I'm sure they're beautiful right and I know a lot of people that want them but at the same time you know through my own practice I still learn now and this is years later right of actual practice with so many people and you know I do take people through mentorship with working with human design with their own work and I've got people that have been with me for nearly a year now and that's how precious it is in that space you know where it's like going through and actually understanding like because it's it's such a deep body of work I mean I think as well when we can activate someone with human design yeah we can talk about a profile line we can talk about an aura type quote unquote but we're really working with the archetypes of the human story right this is such a practice and I think that gets forgotten or lost within 
how what the the actual scope of the work because you've really got to understand humans and human behavior to start even tapping into the conditioning process or the deconditioning process like it's not as simple as oh you're a manifester so therefore this is how you should be like yeah there's so much actually I can say on this because you know like I think when this was stuff as well like when I, I did a foundational training once and you know that's why I'm so passionate about it because yes it was great I understood and started to learn a few of the things but there was so much missing from that foundational training in terms of what we're actually doing with those charts and what we're looking at that's why you know I had to go and do loads more <laughs> I was like, I all the things I had to buy every single book and do all the things and but really like getting to um like let's just talk about like I'll talk about my human design it's the only best place to start right but let's just talk about me for a minute as a manifester we see a lot of top note stuff on social media where it's like manifestors are here to initiate a new way they are here to catalyze action they're here to and I think there's a lot of you know big even Instagram accounts that have dedicated their pages to talk about the manifester and I literally cringe inside at some of the stuff that gets spoken about about like the manifest aura because you know something that really when we're looking at the tones of the channels right when some of them can be generated some of them most channels are projected only three that are purely manifested well four three or four um and through my own chart, I've got so much projector energy in me, right? So when I'm learning about, oh, manifesto, you're here to catalyze action, you're here to do all this. And it's like, then you could look at my notes and be like, oh, you're a manifesto and you've got these leadership channels. If you take that without knowing what you're doing, you're like, I'm going to force on my leadership then. I'm going to say, hey, guys, I'm a leader, follow me, do all the things. And it's just not the way that it works. It's like you have to come into deep union with so many different parts of your chart, right? And so it put me into a whole new relationship with what manifest aura is to me, right? Versus how we're getting, how we see it, it spoken to. And this is the same with most aura types or in all of the different channels and the way that we're expressing them. You know, I think it's, yeah. And it's, it's hard because I know on social media, we need quick content, right? With the algorithm that engages and I get it, but certainly with what you were sharing, there's just, I think it's like anything it's like even becoming like an nlp practitioner or a human design reader overnight i'm like please just run, <laughs> run. run. <laughs> yeah i think it goes to the piece of like really being um uh prudent i guess around like who you're making investments with and um you know what kind of trainings that they have done not to say that we all have to have like certificates you know you might be a second line and just be like totally natural and deliver the material in a really like you know unique way to you and um yeah I think like we don't have to have all of the certificates but we have to have like a level of integrity I think with the system and being able to like deliver it in a way that it's not going to confuse people and it's not going to um yeah put people in a worse position than they were of like then first sort of finding finding human design I see I know yeah I'm I've I um I hear what you're speaking to because I think there are um accounts online that that um are sort of specifically speaking to just like high level information um and 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 like you're saying that the chart is it needs to be taken in the context of the whole right 
Um, and yeah, where you can just become sort of certified overnight. And, um, you know, we always, we, we have to start somewhere with our readings, right? I cringe thinking about some of the readings that I did like right at the beginning of, <laughs> of my journey, you know, and, um, and yeah, just like, I guess like the, 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 the number of variations I sort of now see as I look at the chart. And, um, I think just like as humans, we want to try and like work it all out and figure it all out. And we see these glyphs and we see these numbers and we're like, what the hell does this mean? I need to know immediately what it means to have Pluto in gate one, line three. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, 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 and that can, um, yeah, I think sometimes it's almost like you go deep into it and then you just have to step back and like really start again with the basics of the energy centers and the you know just um yeah learning like you were saying like the types of channels that there are and the flavors because each of the flavor will dictate around like what type of a manifesto what type of a kind of projector that you are um especially so i'm an energy projector i've got three uh, motor centers um the root the emotions and the heart are defined and so you know as um, it's kind of different as like not having obviously not having the sacral center but i still have energy you know i'm an energy projector and so where people are kind of saying that projectors don't have energy or we need to be really like i get it i do get it but then there are instances where and, and instances where we will be energized through recognition and invitation and like doing the thing that we love and so um yeah the high level instagram it's like uh yeah we've got to put content out there but also like yeah be mindful of like what you're absorbing perhaps yeah exactly and this is the thing because i love what you shared about you know it can get really diluted the information and it can and i think what really grounds me because i think i don't know about you but i think because human design is such a synthesis of different modalities whatever modality you're most drawn to is where you kind of you know you go to like i love the I Ching personally you know and the kind of archetypal work that's my personal basis you know that like when I go there I love studying the gates this is why I see the jinkies and certified through the jinkies because like I love this work some people come really through that astrology space where they're so hot and like when they're looking at their rave mandala they can just tell you like knowing the exact degree of like where those places are you know so I think as well, it's like, even because I think this is the thing, isn't it? Like sometimes with, I mean, I've listened to hours, I'm sure you have of Ra's lectures when he's recording in like old school Ibiza and you can hear everyone in the background. It's like, you've really got to like listen to those to get to the juice and, you know, not to knock him, he's amazing, right? But to really speak to like when he's, you know, sometimes he's like repeating himself. When I, I laugh, when I watch, like even transcribe it on my laptop, it would just be the same sentence repeated over and over again. I'm like, rah, mate. <laughs> this is why. This is why people have to go to online. Like, give me some insight really simply. But I agree. Like, it's plug back into source at some times, whether that's through rah or whether it's actually just through the source of the information of where human design is coming from anyway. Like, come go into those places, you know. Yeah, I love that reminder. Yes, that's so powerful. Yeah, and I think... Um, you know, I do think that source material does hit differently when it comes to, you know, having having sort of learned and done courses and studied in, you know, the new age, you might call it versus, um, you know, traditional source, original source material. Um, but sometimes we just aren't ready to receive what it is that he is saying, I think. And like, you know, 
um, based on our geometry or fractal line, like maybe it's just when we're just not there yet, right? Um, and so as much as we listen and we listen and we listen like we might just it might be that some we have to listen to somebody else delivering it in a different way that it actually kind of lands and I do think there are an amazing amazing practitioners out there who who synthesize really well and who you can kind of um learn learn from despite some of the you know original sort of like um potentially kind of confusing or dry or even mystical let's like face it language it's you know and actually it's it, what's really fascinating is i know i think i said this to my friend the other day but my friend josie i think you know her as well josie she literally a couple of years ago she'd had this like beautiful vision that she'd spoken about online so i know this is like not personal to her she like it is but you know she'd shared it publicly she'd had this really beautiful vision of like she was being shown Sedona and so she was being shown in her dream that like lots of lights coming to the planet all of the stuff and actually all that she was hearing over and over again was the phrase unity consciousness unity consciousness spirit consciousness unity consciousness and I was like ghost like outside of human design I've never heard someone speak to that before and actually this was what Ra was speaking to with this way that we're evolving in consciousness is moving into this unity consciousness of the you know the solar plexus awareness which is where we kind of coming out of the spleen move to the ajna moving into this unity consciousness and I was like there's something so beautiful within this that a lot of visionaries you know can really they're getting this information this deeper knowing that this stuff's you know, this is why it hits like this, I think. And so, yeah, it's coming. But yeah, mystical stuff. I think some people would like hear that and probably might, some people might listen to that here and go, you what, mate? <laughs> what now? What are you talking about? Right. But, you know, and then there's some that are like, they're just there. They're like, oh yeah, me too. I already know what that means. You need to never heard it, but I know it in my bones. I love that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so powerful, so powerful. So um, speaking to kind of like, uh, I'd love to hear more about like the journey with Gene Keys and um, yeah, the dis- what, what kind of prompted that decision or were you drawn towards um, studying the Gene Keys? And- I've always been more into, like I love frequency. <laughs> like how do, I, how do I start this conversation? I love frequency. I don't have anything to say, but like I love energy, frequency, that's my vibe. And so when I work with the thoughts you know it's always around the frequency that our thoughts are carrying and when I was really diving deep into human design and like why the rave mandala is structured the way it is with the I Ching and all of these different things it led me into this whole world of I mean look I'll just go there I'm like I'll just I'll just say what it is like I went into this whole rabbit hole around all the amino acids and all of the connection with the I Ching and how that translates to human design and essentially outside of all of that gunk what it really speaks to hd and the jinkies is you know we change our frequency you know when we start to shift in our thoughts we literally change our body's biochemistry right which is what i love about human design and i love about the jinkies especially because that's when i started to find the jinkies and i was like oh of course they're taking he's he's translating the I Ching in sort of richard rudd's beautiful way and speaking directly to the frequency bands within each and every one of them. And so it really takes you through a very specific journey of your own pathway as a thing like, okay, so let's say I'm working with the shadow of conflict, right? That's me in my conscious sun. Oh, shadow of conflict to the, you know, the beautiful um, city of uh, peace through the pathway of diplomacy, right? That's my journey. And so that's the 
different frequency bands that it hits. And so starting to really listen and work with the jinkies, I was noticing the shifts within me. And I find it every single time, you know, when I work with the jinkies or human design, because I weave them both, to be honest. Um, but you can see it in people. They listen to their jinkies and they're like, how does this land? You know, I've got hair, goosebumps. Like, how does this know me? How does human design know me? What's happening? And it's, yeah, I mean, I could go on all day about what I, how excited I get about these systems. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, to be able to see it broken down into the different frequencies, I think in some ways makes it more relatable because probably most of us, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, facts or percentages, but, um, or if Richard Rudd speaks to this about, uh, we I assume most of us are sort of operating in our shadows working towards yes yeah the gift yeah I feel as well like every single because the goal is well and I love this with the jinkies it's not to necessarily rid ourselves of that shadow frequency it literally just shows us you know how that kind of um it when whenever we're really connecting to that shadow or really seeing where it's playing out in our life it's just that we can really keep in mind the journey of where it wants to go so okay if I'm oscillate if I'm feeling into this conflict coming up again I'm keeping in mind that for me of peace and I'm keeping in mind the gift of diplomacy like how can I shift out of this what is wanting you know how is that moving um and I think as well specifically with the jinkies when you're looking at your different pathways it's the activation sequence, which is the very first place you start. You look at them as pairs, you know, they're called programming partners within the jinkies. And you actually are looking at the shadow of both. You're looking at the shadow of your life's work, the shadow of your evolution, and you see how they really feed back to each other. And you can see how inwardly you keep all of this inner turmoil, like on this loop of misalignment, you know, when you're like, oh, okay, so my shadow of conflict is activating the shadow of turbulence and you can see how it does you know it moves versus oh when I actually you know shift this frequency activates the, the gift as well so yeah it's um, yeah really beautiful uh work within I love the jinkies Richard Drugs an absolute genius <laughs> <laughs> genius uh, yeah poet I feel like his language is so poetic um so let's talk about yeah conscious sun brand message how that relates you know within the um the gene keys how maybe if you could share with us like an example of how it personally kind of comes into your work and you see it um showing up um yeah I'd love to hear more about that yes so Richard Rudd actually speaks to this I don't mean to be like talking about him like so Richard Rudd <laughs> like signing off every single thing I'm saying like Richard Rudd this Richard Rudd that like but he literally speaks to the word brand, meaning brinet, meaning sword, which is to the, the the sword we wield and like kind of put out there into the world, right? Which I love. And so I always laugh when I'm saying this because I do like a big whole thing with the jinkies where I'm like, so it's basically the energetic brand that you wield out, you know, you wield out and you put into the world. And everyone's like, oh God, <laughs> where is this going? <laughs> but language matters right like language carries frequency that's something that I'm really um yeah like uh believe in and um also speak to in in my work like language is so important so yeah yielding my sword yielding my energetic brand and I think you know personally that really helped me because when I was starting you know often when we hear brand we instantly go to logo we instantly go to colorway we instantly go to how can somebody outside of me recognize me? Right? And I, 
Yeah, which I love. I'm super visual. Like I love getting into that world. Actually, if I wasn't doing what I did, I can actually, there's a part of me that's like, I'm going to go into the brand creation and like sit with someone and get in a vibe, right? I love the stuff. So I love it. And I love looking at it from an energetic perspective where it's like, okay, so this is an invite into myself, right? This is what the jinkies is. It's not saying, how do you brand yourself for the external? It's how do you unlock your energetic signature? So actually that is what carries through, you know, that can really help you. It can kind of give you insight into what energy brand, energetic brand you're literally wielding every single time you're meeting your life, you know? And that can be in your work, of course, in your business. It's also in your relationships. It's also in every single way that you're meeting life. That is, that's what we're speaking to with the brand. It's not necessarily just contained within biz, you know? This is like, talking about conscious sun this is 70 percent of your influence potentially within your whole chart right so it really started to help me come into that because I find and maybe you find this you know a lot of the conversations especially with branding I find that I'm outside of my body when I'm in my creative process because I'm then like I'm suddenly not in the seat of me being like and what do I actually want to create what actually wants to move through me as me you know, I spend a lot of time and have done in business where I've been sitting, kind of feeling like sitting right outside my body, being like, and what does everybody else need? What fits? You know, I've gone into like, oh, I know that my message, like, it might not make sense out here yet. And, you know, all of the things and I've kind of tried to, and I think human design of the jinkies and all of this work brought me back in, lock all of the ways that I was stopping my natural expression so that I could actually just bloody express and then see what kind of moving through me to then quote unquote brand externally, right? Like that's my personal method, but then I'm a manifester, right? So I understand the energy dynamics of how this all plays out for everybody, right? Like it's like manifestors, their actual trait is simply in being able to express themselves. It's, and then just by that, do that, that's a byproduct, you know, their, their impact is a byproduct of their expression. It's not, hey, I'm going to consciously impact you here, right? It's like, no, you're going to just move and just you impact, you impact. Don't let that be the focal point, right? And so that branding piece helped because it was bringing me back into again, again, my creative seat so that I could actually be asking, well, what wants to move through me? What is the tone? What line is it sitting on in my brand? You know, of course, for me, fifth line, right? And so starting to see how that was going to come forwards. Um, versus all of the usual brand talk where again we spend a lot of time outside of our body for that but that's my that's my vibe you know <laughs> that's why I love the branding piece yes oh my gosh so good and so as a fifth line um let's talk about you know how that kind of comes out in your work and in the projections you receive and in the externalizing of your message like how does that um yeah play into your work and do you see it coming up oh yeah I actually it's been one of the biggest things with the fifth line projection field around people pleasing and the good girl narrative that's been my personal break having to break through those things you know and that was using the templates to look at my conditioning and to see where I was still playing into these pieces like okay well I want to be the good girl right and I want to make sure that when I shield now when I share something that it's received properly like the biggest fear in me through that projection field was someone questioning me or someone criticizing me like that was genuine fear and I know that this will speak to a lot where it's like 
oh my god like if someone was to literally say um that's wrong <laughs> or um <laughs> like my nervous system was like I don't think I can handle it as a fifth flight yeah because you can literally be burned at the stake you know if you get it wrong like the reputation is just so uh yeah like there's so much at stake literally and it has been that way you know I found that it's been really ruthless that when I really witness things I've had people come into my life that have been instantly like very very close and like very incredible that's always that's been a pattern for a long time and then if something had happened whereby I was no longer sharing in that way or no longer ready to you know be, be you know receive that projection and then kind of um save it you know or kind of move towards it it's been cut off, you know, and I have no end of people that I felt have just cut, cut that tie. And so it's been a really interesting piece. Where do you mean where you are no longer willing to like fulfill the projection that they've placed on you? Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, I'm just thinking there when you're sort of saying that fear of like getting it wrong or being criticized or you've got a first line body. Right. And that needs to feel safe and secure. And it needs to feel like I know absolutely everything before I am willing to externalize. And that's going to want to hide like, you know, a little bit, I think, until you are really fully equipped with all of everything, you know, all of the foundations feeling really secure yeah I can see how that might play out yeah and it feels as well like even with that and then I can literally see as well open mind where I'm like all of this stuff comes through all of the filtration system of the stuff that I'm like this is what I see in the collective this is what I want to action fifth line is like we're going to save the day we're going to create a practical solution but first line's like I need you to be rooted in the knowledge and so then I stop and I can see how it all translates into the manifesto aura expression stops movement stops everything stops energy flow stops I go into that anger space and I can just see ah, I can see the loop I can see the loop and so freeing myself of being having to feel like I have to be this one thing and I have to have this one idea open mind territory and being like hey I'm Emma this is what I see feel and sense right now move with me if you want but you also do with that as you will you know if you if you vibe with it you vibe if you don't you don't and then be able to come out and actually say hey I've actually just changed my mind <laughs> I know I did a post yesterday <laughs> on such and such but I actually disagree and I've changed my mind completely right <laughs> yeah. amazing yeah and so what would you like I guess what would you say to somebody who's struggling to kind of show up and share that like to first lines let's say or any line you know what what would you say to people like who are kind of uh, worried about sharing um yeah maybe as a fifth line they've got like strong projection field or second line like maybe worried about getting it wrong and what's like because I feel like the second line will internalize it in their body and the fifth line will like you know potentially be burned at the stake if it's you know get it wrong let's say um or the you know the projection isn't fulfilled more accurately how would you encourage people especially in like the world of like growing your brand online and um because I'm sure there's many people in your world who look at what you do and think I want to be like Emma and what she does and I want you know like that to have that opportunity to to build like a, a you know a conscious brand online um but maybe struggling to kind of find their voice or I often get people coming to me saying like, you know, I just feel like I can't share what it is that I'm meant to. How would you, um, what would you say to that? You know, what really helped me when I can't like really move into that process is, is actually the piece I was sharing before. Like what helped me was actually being able to come back into my body 
and come back into what was moving through me, connect to my higher service. Like this isn't about me anymore, right? It's not just about me and my stuff and my, I've got a message. I have something that is moving through me that wants to come out. And whilst I'm in the, and we, you know, you can look at it as the shadow of arrogance in the jinkies, right? Everyone should go listen to Jinky 31. It's the beautiful jinky and it's really about leadership. But it's, we can really see in the shadow of arrogance that we get so bogged down with I, what do people think of me? What is, what is this? Da, 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 and it gets into this whole thing. And actually we can see that when we can just remember our humanity and reclaim that within ourselves and say, I am a person, I'm a conduit for whatever it is I'm, you know, what that wants to come. And it's likely going to come out messy and it's likely not going to be perfect, right? What is that anyway? And then just allow ourselves to be the voice of those things that are moving again so that you can be of the highest service. That helps me, right? It might not help anybody else, but it really does. It moves me deeper into my body and enables me to just show up. I think, again, the online world is so strange and this has been something that I've been sitting for a while now, right? when I'm looking at like what's the essence of me first and foremost right use your human design for that use your jinkies what's my essence what's the essence of my business cool figure out that then be like how can I be a conduit then for my business let's clear all this stuff out and then let's put it out in the world and then we also get to look at the relationships that we're having with the actual social media things that we're choosing to engage in like Instagram right which let's face it, the energetics of Instagram, I can guarantee they do not relate or they don't, um, they're not actually the same as your business, you know, values and you're probably your, your true essence, right? They're likely going to be different. That is based on competition. That's what I see at the minute. We're fighting against an algorithm on Instagram. We've got all of these different things. Everything's about outer validation. How many quote unquote followers do I have? How many likes have I got on that post? And therefore, if I've not got any likes, does that mean my voice doesn't mean anything? It takes us outside of our body again, right? And it's like, I see it in myself and every single person I work with. Actually, it's not the, it's not the business stifling them and even their expression of it. It's again, how it gets received online. And suddenly we take ourselves and we check that it distorts our whole energy field. Suddenly we're like, oh, I've got this really beautiful message and I'm sharing it, but oh, Instagram's not seeing me. I don't feel seen. I'm not worthy. My voice doesn't matter. And we go into this whole stuff around it and our energy field is then in this stuff of I am crap at what I'm doing, <laughs> right? No one likes me. No one likes me. What's happening? And so we get to start reclaiming some power with these things. And again, just like I've started practicing what's coming through me. How can I share it? Does it relevant? Is it relevant right now? great, go on, go online, post, get off it again, <laughs> right? Not engaging. Like I'm not waiting to see who likes it. I'm not waiting for comments to come through. I'm not checking, you know, it's like, let it be a, just a place for you to express and connect. But the minute you feel yourself go outside of your body, do whatever you need to do to come back into yourself, you know, get back off the social media thing, get back into your actual energy so that you can be like yeah i'm sticking to the truth of my energetic brand going to show up in this way like that yeah that's what i've had to start doing in a much bigger way to protect and preserve my energy because that is again your frequency is everything with your business right yes 
Oh yeah, so juicy. Yeah, and such a good reminder that like, um, you know, that it doesn't, I, I often say this to my clients, like please don't focus on the numbers and the likes and the comments. And yes, you know, to a certain extent they're important and it's good to like engage, you know, if you've got people in your world, like, um, yeah, cher- cherish that, but don't let the number of likes and the number of comments and follows or whatever it is like dictate um, how you're feeling in the moment about your business because in my experience you can have people not liking your posts like and signing up to work with you you know there's so many people just a reminder for anyone who's kind of moving through this at the moment there are so many people who are ready to say yes to you that won't engage with you online you know, that's just not their style, for example. They're not how they move through the world with their Instagram. And so just because they aren't engaging with you on and you're not getting the likes and the comments or whatever it is, it doesn't make you a bad practitioner and it doesn't make you bad at what you do. And it doesn't mean that there aren't people uh, who are willing to put their hand up and say, like, she's the person that I want to work with. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I just I guess I think everyone needs a reminder about that that there will be people who are who are reading your message right now and who are thinking about working with you and that's the thing with Instagram we just don't know do we until somebody hits the kind of like dm button or like the payment button you don't actually know um yeah who 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 is out there interested in your work and I think it can be scary as well when you launch for example and you're feeling that vulnerability of putting yourself out into the world and not feeling like seen or recognized or like it feels as though maybe no one's hearing your message when actually like there are people who are really interested and maybe they're not kind of pressing yes until later on in the journey it doesn't mean that that doesn't have anything to do with like the quality of your work and how great a practitioner you can be um because you know a post that gets very few likes might be high performing in in terms of like people who you're attracting into your world yes totally and this is the thing it's like everything is working in the realms of energy right it just is and I have got you know a 10 nearly 10,000 followers right which again some people it's like oh that's low some people are like oh that's baby right depending on relative, whatever that means there's been things that I've posted like whether it's been a launch within the last couple of years that I might have shared something and like by the standpoint of oh you've got quite a few followers you'd think oh you'll sell out really quickly some of them have been really beautiful but when my energy has been off because I've been processing life and things have been happening and I've been outside of my body whilst launching I've literally signed no one sometimes it's just been tumbleweed like absolute tumbleweed where you go oh (laughs) right I've like the stuff it's the same the branding's on point and it's been tumbleweed and then we have to go deeper and go this is my energy what have I believed about this launch what am I making it mean this time where is it coming from within me have I created it outside of me again or is it coming from actually my pure source have I actually gone this is so beautiful and that is terrifying it's so scary launching you know like coming from within it's our art it is literally you're literally showing your heart, you're putting it out there. And it's, it's massive. And exactly that it's, it's really getting into that space again, where, you know, I mean, the last mentor I booked, it wasn't because she did any posts online. It wasn't the generic thing that we might see on social media with, let's just say the coaching world where you're like following them a lot. And 
you know, she came to me in a vision. <laughs> she came to me in a vision. I was like, this is hilarious. I into her in a vision. That's how we booked each other, right? If I'd been just scrolling through Insta, like, and of course I would have, I was on her social media. And of course, when she would have posted, I know this person, she posts when she's got something to share. Whenever she shares anything, even if it's once a month or a couple of times a month, it comes from so deep within her, beautiful reflective pose that means something that you feel it when you're on her page, right? And so she was obviously just embedded in me like at some point. So when I was starting to really consider, I'm opening myself up, I'd love to work with a new mentor. And I was getting her vision, like she was just coming into my field. I could feel like, oh, you're going to go and book this person. It was, you know, in terms of like engagement, whether I'd engage in every single thing she'd ever posted online, probably not. But I literally boomed straight into her inbox. Like, hey, I've been feeling you. Can I book you sign up for your full one-to-one package, right? And so this is what I had to then realize in my own practice. Like, ah, for me, personally, it doesn't work to just be posting and churning out content. That's not my thing on socials at all. It's like, because I engage personally through a very different realm of energy and feeling someone's words, like that's, I'm going to start working like that. Why am I making it so complicated, right? That, you know, and so, yeah, I think really, if anyone's really listening to this, it's going through that process right now, like, actually just remember this is beyond the realms of metrics energy doesn't work like that it just doesn't you can meet your dream client outside in a bloody cafe you know my partner's a one three manny jenny right all of his business is through actual in person right he doesn't really do he does do some stuff online but every single one of his one-to-one clients nearly most of the people that he meets that come online and on board of other things he's actually met in his real life He'll come back from the gym and it's like, oh, I met this really beautiful person. I think we're going to work together. Or, oh, I went for a coffee and a breakfast and I sat with this really cool person and met them. So I think as well, like really bring yourself back into your real life. Like, that's really important with our brand. It's like remembering that it's not just outer. It's everything we're imbued with. And you can meet you, how you meet your life. It really, really does um it's everything oh that's such a beautiful I think note to end on just like yeah remembering that it's all energy that we can have um yeah we can we can have strategies but if our energy is off um then it's not going to go anywhere um and yeah just a reminder of just like you hold that magic within I mean it's interesting like thinking about my I've got need motivation human design so like and I've got my son in gate 45, which is very like education based, like mine, you know, the way that the energy of my brand comes off is like, I literally need to teach as part of my design. Like it's like, um, you know, an imprint. And I feel like um, knowing that about myself has given myself permission to show up in the way that I do, because that feels like, okay, this is coming from me and who I am and like what my message is. And when you have that, I think you get a level of confidence, don't you? And just like sharing what it is that you've come to share. And, um, yeah, I think just, yeah, it's so, so powerful. Any of these systems that we, that we work with. Um, so quick fire question, what do you think makes a standout personal brand? Authenticity. How boring, I know. I'm like, oh, good. How authentic of you to say it. But it just is. Just is. Right, when it comes down to it, 
and I'm in the field of mentoring and coaching, right? So you can line up 150 different coaches and they can all be saying the same thing, right? On a piece of paper. And it's always going to come down to the same thing. The one that resonates with you the most is going to be the one that's felt that, that whatever they're reading is going to be that they've either written it themselves, you know, it's come through them, it's, or it's going to be something that they have literally moved through themselves and the way that they're able to express it, it's really coming from deep within them. It's going to be the thing that you go, ah, oh, that's just hit me. I don't know what you've done, but the way you've said it, I've heard that thing said to me a hundred thousand times, but the way you've just said it in this moment, I've got, I'm in, right? And I think we spend so much time trying to perfect our voice and all of these different things. And actually the thing that we're so scared of, which is just literally just speaking how, you know, I could see it a lot in like different accents, you know, and we feel like we've got to put a work voice on in some way, you know, a telephone voice and we start doing it. And it's interesting because we're actually just not connected to our own tonality. We're not connected to our own frequency when we speak and it was something that really stuck with me once. There was this beautiful girl that came to me, woman, and she came to me and she was sharing that she wanted to sing, but she had a lot of vulnerability around it because she felt like her voice broke in some parts of the song. And I was like, I said to her at that point, but let those breakages remind you of your humanity. Because when I listen to beautiful songs and people that just move sound through their body, the things that move me, I get goosebumps and shivers when I hear that break in a voice. Like, let that be the thing. So but I'd really like to apply that in a more broad sense. Like, don't try and, you know, overly correct or take out your essence. Like all of those quirks, those parts of your voices that you might absolutely hate or the way that you might say a word, like that's exactly the thing that speaks to someone, right? People want to engage with soul. They want to engage with authenticity. You do not want just another person that's, hey, let's talk about mindset, right? Like, mindset's an incredible topic but you're not going to resonate if it's just you know just the same old thing right I think it, um, there's that beautiful um it's, it's on walk the line <laughs> it always used to move me right when and it's similar to what I was just saying like Johnny Cash is like singing a song and it's like he's copying like some big gospel song at the time and the guy was like oh sing something else sing you know we how many times have we heard that same John, you know, Jimmy Davis song on the radio? Like, just like that, just singing in the same tone. I want to know how you move through it. I want to know what you've experienced and you've really gone there. And then, of course, this is the story of Johnny Cash. She went on to, like, speak to, you know, the songs that he did and all the things. But anyway, that's Johnny Cash fan or not, whatever. <laughs> like, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, I love the point. Be authentic amazing oh so much wisdom so many gems I think yeah listeners are hopefully gonna love this episode thank you so much for coming on and sharing your voice with us and your knowledge and um yeah it's just so lovely to be in aura with you because um you are yeah true embodiment of your work and I'm always so inspired by you so um, I'm sure so many other people will be as well so thank you thank you thank you oh thank you Livy you're such a beautiful human and just thank you for letting me be here I feel exactly the same with you and I really feel your authenticity and always have with everything you share it's very very sincere and you can really feel that in your energy and yeah it's been a pleasure and an honor coming on and sharing with you and your beautiful people your beautiful community so thank you for having me thank you